up everybody and welcome to another episode of the art of being you and we continue our relationship series guess what you guys it is valentine's day so happy valentine's day to everybody out there uh galentine's day is the new thing that's happening now with all the ladies but it was really interesting that we number one we hadn't had time to do any other episodes and it's just been one thing after another and funny enough today we got into the topic of vulnerability and intimacy in relationships which is perfect for today's um, holiday that I know people are celebrating all over the world Um, but it was awesome because it fits so perfectly and funny enough we'll share you know a little bit of our story Um, of how we had a a date. Uh, We don't really celebrate Valentine's Day as much now um, as before. I think before, when we were dating, I think it was a little bit more like a must. Like we have to celebrate it and give gifts and all that good stuff. And I think now, um, I think we just kind of, our Valentine's Day is like every day. I think we do pretty well in like appreciating each other, right? That sounds so cheesy. (laughs) rude and what is galentine's day it's like for single girls like they it's for friends like gals like they send each other gifts or they do like a get together and they watch a movie and they like you know whatever everybody does a little bit something different but i thought it was really cool i was like yes girls that's what i'm talking about okay i thought (laughs) that's what girls did anyway (laughs) this is very true this is very true So let's get into this topic, which I found very interesting because we were going to separate. It was one episode dedicated to vulnerability um, and another one really dedicated to intimacy. And funny enough, it just kind of they they go hand in hand. And so I thought it would be best to bring up this topic together and see your thoughts on it. So one thing that I read in an article that I found super interesting was within a relationship, it is necessary to be vulnerable in order to build intimacy with your partner. I didn't realize how really the two topics go hand in hand. Um, And it stated like being vulnerable in a relationship means allowing your partner to know you fully. So this is talking about thoughts, feelings, challenges, weaknesses without judgment. I think that's the key on that. What do you think? Yeah, without the judgment is really important because otherwise you wouldn't feel safe enough to be vulnerable. If you felt you were going to be judged, you would hold back. You would you wouldn't allow yourself to be vulnerable, would you? No, but like for example, at the beginning of relationships, you always do hold back. Like, because there's really no, you know, you're, you're trying to like test the boundaries of, is it safe? And something just kind of, at some point you just do it knowing that there's a risk that they may judge you. But I think it also depends how, how ready you are. And also the baggage that you come with, because I feel a lot of this has to do with if you've been burned before and you've had like a traumatic experience where you've opened up and they judged you or something really horrible happened, you didn't feel heard or understood, you're more than likely not going to do that again or you're going to be a little bit more careful of how you do it. Yeah, I'd say 
at, at the start of a relationship, you're both feeling your way out to see, you know, you obviously understand that you like them, but um, how much and how much, you know, how much do you have in common and how much you trust them? And I think the trust part is built up over time. And then as that continues, you then decide, make a decision, okay, this person is okay for me to be vulnerable around. Um, and that's, that's, that's something that happens over time. I don't think it happens overnight. Um, and then, yeah, there's lots of different factors associated with that um, in terms of the, the vulnerability that you want to demonstrate. Um, I think, honestly, you're right. And it, it is a process because it is, I think you have phases of it. Like at the beginning, you, you share certain things. And then as the relationship is growing, and progressing it really shows how much you can like add to it and then you open up a little bit more and then you open up a little bit more and then as the relationship grows and continues I think it's a never-ending sort of process sorry yeah I was going blank there um but also what you said around the baggage and the issues and everything um that will determine how long it takes for you to trust I imagine if, if you've had terrible experiences before um, or, you, you know, for example, someone's cheated on you, then you go into the next relationship thinking it's inevitable that they, the next person might cheat on you because that's the last reference point you've had for a relationship and it was very bad. Um, so if that's the case, you might not want to show any vulnerability because you don't have any trust. Um, so that may, might take a lot longer for someone if they have a lot of baggage or bad experiences um, dishonesty etc they, they might not feel the need to be vulnerable they might just want to see how it goes and take their time but that can equally work against them because if you're not vulnerable at some stage uh, the other person in theory will want to get to know you all your deepest darkest secrets as it were um, to take the relationship to the next level and if, if you're not open to doing that that's where you might hit like a roadblock Oh, yeah, this is very true. Um, in my experience, I think because I started dating at such a late age, one, because my parents are super strict and very conservative, I didn't start dating until super late. So and then especially growing up in a small town, um, I feel like I was a little bit more naive. Like any guy I met, I was like, oh, my God, he's really nice. And then it turned out that they were not. <laughs> <laughs> and in my experience, like all the first kind of experiences that I had as boyfriends, which crazy enough were like a bunch of musicians always for whatever reason, um, I they all obviously like, I mean, I'm not trying to dig on like musicians, but they all cheated. And I think that programmed me to not open up. Like I was used to like, oh, okay, I can't trust and so I wouldn't open up until way later um, in a relationship, which actually normally wouldn't even turn into a relationship, would just stay in the dating phase. Um, but I didn't I didn't really know how to open up or like fully, fully trust um, unless somebody was a friend first. So then I like, oh, they're really good friends. And then you kind of it's easier to open up because there's no expectation like from a friend. You really don't have any expectations. So it's easier to, you know, if they judge you or whatever, there's no, there's nothing else that you really say with that, right? 
I, I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're, you're asking from your side, your experience. Um, yeah, I've not had that experience. So I, I don't know what to say there in terms of a friend and then it developing into, into more and you having that trust. So uh, it makes sense, but um, yeah, not something that I've experienced. So then what did you experience? Um, I wasn't vulnerable until I met you, I don't think. Properly, like properly. <laughs> but uh, that's because I had a massive ego. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, but that's the that's the truth. I, I, you couldn't see a weakness. You couldn't see vulnerability because I didn't want to portray that. Um, I was trying to fulfill a, a role that I had designed in my head that was not sustainable um, in work, in life, in everything. Um, I was extremely competitive with everyone um, and. I had a big ego, I had to be the best, I had to, you know, so on and so forth. Um, so, yeah, there was no way I wanted to show any vulnerability. I think I probably showed maybe some in my first relationship. That didn't go very well, and then I didn't do that again. Um, and it's only um, until I met you, and our relationship was uh, a total whirlwind, and nothing... I'd allowed, you know, I, I wouldn't believe if you told me that it would have happened. Um, and so that's, yeah, that's the next point I, I actually opened up and all the rest of it. But a lot of things happened to get me there. It wasn't easy. This is very true. So one thing that I will say is I was afraid to be vulnerable with you because you didn't show any sort of, um, you're right, like you didn't show any sort of like weakness or crack. And so when I wanted to, like I wanted to tell you certain things, it was like, oh, should I, should I not? Like you portrayed such a tough, tough person that then I started almost um, like mirroring that. And it was like, I had to be then like, oh, which is the whole incident of like, I think in one of the previous episodes of, you know, when, when you... The, the article incident where I like lost, I was like, nope, I'm deleting this number. I cannot even be vulnerable with this guy. Like he's gonna, no way. So that was like the one thing, but I will have to say, and I know you guys, we do not practice what we're gonna say. It's just like freehand, whatever comes up, but I want to share, which you might not want to, but it's gonna happen. The <laughs> part where, you know, you're saying I was the first one that you were vulnerable with, but then you still questioned it because you said to me, this is like too good to be true. Mm -hmm. And you thought I was like a blogger and that I was gonna, uh, like that I was writing an article of kind of like how to lose a guy in 10 days because it was so good. And like you questioned it. Yeah, but I think you have to give context to that, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so our relationship uh, started by a 15 minute encounter in a nightclub in Los Angeles. Uh, at this time, I was living in London, um, about to move to uh, the Middle East, to Dubai. And we we literally spoke for 10, 15 minutes. Um, you left, you had work the next day. I was on holiday. Um, and then we sort of entered a long-distance relationship. Um, our next date was in Las Vegas, uh, Cheesecake Factory. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um the next day after that was Dubai. Then it was London. 
uh, and then our first Valentine's was in New York, um, and then one more date in Los Angeles, and we then moved in together in in the Middle East in Dubai. Um, so I had never had a long distance relationship before. Um, I you know never even contemplated it, and it it was going so well that it it did, and that maybe that's why the way I'm programmed to think that it, it's too good to be true therefore it, it, it you know it wouldn't uh it, it mustn't work or it's gonna fall apart or something <laughs> um and then I started to, to question what on earth was going on in my life like how how do you meet someone and it, it goes so well um because that's not what I was used to I was used to working hard for things or you know that's the way I was programmed and so for something to connect and be as easy it, it seemed bizarre so yeah, I started to concoct uh, stories in my head about how this was not not, not real or or whatever um, and that I think there you have me wrestling with my ego should I be vulnerable with this lady or is she trying to stitch me up and uh, I don't know is she out for her own benefit or whatever and that that's uh, that's where I got to with that uh, before deciding or understanding that no, you know, it was the real thing. And five years later, we've been married a few years and, you know, all, all the rest of it. So, um, yeah, that that's why that, that went down that path. <laughs> so w this leads me to, you, you said something about connection. And I think when people think of intimacy, you know, I think the first thing is like sex, right? But it actually, intimacy really is about connection and its closeness so it involves emotional and physical like i feel like a lot of people think of intimacy and immediately they think of sex but it's not it's it's both it's an emotional connection it's and it's that closeness that once you open up then you've you learn to accept all parts of someone when it comes to intimacy because you know the good the bad the ugly and you like learn to like accept it all I think that's um, you. You could talk to different people, and I think some would say the uh, connection part is the hardest part. Some would say the sexual part is is not even intimacy for them. It's just a physical act, um, and that there's you know uh, a one night stand, for example, or whatever else. Um, so intimacy isn't that for them although other people would say the absolute opposite and they have to achieve the full level of intimacy um, mentally before they can do anything physical so i think it varies across the spectrum with different people um, but generally i imagine um, from my experience and the people i've i've met and spoke to sort of on this topic it's the the mental part it's being um vulnerable and uh allowing that deep connection to create that intimacy where you um, show everyone ev everything, you know, show someone everything, your your faults, your failures, your flaws, um, your deep secrets that you haven't shared with anyone else. That level of connection and intimacy is, is uh, can be extremely scary and uh, challenging to achieve with people. So speaking on that, which I think is really good if we shared with people, some tips to help them come up with how to kind of look at this as a whole and do it with like strategy. Um, and the reason I say this, and just recently, and I posted this on my Instagram, um, there is, and I cannot remember the lady's handle, but 
her story is uh she has like over over a million followers or something like that but point is she is she works in finance and she had opened up to her fiance so they were already engaged to get married she opened up to her fiance about her uh eating disorder and he left her he left her and from her obviously her devastation she started um one she started therapy but two she started doing interior design like makeovers for families on the weekend to help her cope and as i was looking at like the tips to share with the audience i thought oh my gosh this falls in line perfect with that scenario because somebody may not be equipped to you know some people may just accept you when the good times you know when the good things are there and then when the moment that there's challenges or there's a weakness um they're like uh i can't handle this bye and they like check out a lot of guys do i mean not a lot i will say i don't want to be like biased but a lot of guys ghost girls you know like when they don't know how to handle certain things girls do that too okay (laughs) not my experience but (laughs) um yeah, one, that's pretty heartless, your example there. Um, but two, yeah, I'm sure she she was taking a leap of faith there to um, share something that was obviously a huge problem for her challenge. Um, and being engaged with that person, she must have felt there was a level of trust that it would be dealt with in a, in a very different way. Um, and that, yeah, that's her being vulnerable and then it backfiring unfortunately but they know obviously that's the wrong at least you've got the information there that it's the wrong partner so maybe he did her a favor this is very true so let's start with one of the tips so we have five tips for you guys um the first one is asking yourself why you can't open up with that certain person like you have to understand why is it that i cannot open up even though i want to but i can't Um, And I think that's a question that even for me, I would say it was due to my past experiences. Like I knew that either I changed that and I allowed this to be a new experience or I brought all the baggage with me and continued to do the same thing. Number two, work out your feelings first before opening up. If a relationship is fragile and not safe, um, journaling or speaking to someone, a coach or a counselor could help. Um, it, it, that's probably really, that's a very good tip because if you can share it once your emotions are stable in your own mind, it will come across a lot better to someone else. Oh, definitely. And I think that kind of helps with even the communication style. And I'm sure with journaling, it kind of lets it come out. And then, you know, not that you need to share it in that moment with that person, but you journaling it um, really helps you just kind of start the process of how do I do this? Um, And getting a coach, I think, would be really helpful to handle some of these situations. I know for me, that definitely worked is um, getting a coach because she kind of helped me with, are you going to do the same thing? Is this something that you want to start fresh? Like there was all these questions that triggered my action plan after that so that's really good so number three is practice with smaller things so like if something being if being vulnerable is hard or being intimate is hard is it because you've been burned before so you have to practice with smaller things so expressing your emotions 
and what you're actually thinking. So maybe you don't start like deep, 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 but you kind of give a little bit like, you know, I don't really like that restaurant or, you know, it makes me feel a certain way when you talk about your ex or, you know, something that you could start small with and that you can handle just to kind of get an idea of how you yourself end up coming across. Okay, number three, um, number four, sorry. Be honest with your partner about your struggles. Is there something he or she can make um, can do to make you feel safe? So I think that's that's very good. And I think the the biggest thing there for me is around the trust. So if I were to tell you something that um, was um, made me feel uncomfortable and, and I was being vulnerable with you, uh, I'm, I'm giving that to you almost to, to look after. Then if you went and spoke to your friends about it or you brought it up in a public forum, um, which Nancy loves to do, by the way, she, she, <laughs> there's some house secrets that uh, aren't house secrets. They, they get out. Um, but luckily, uh, we, we deal with that and move on. But, um, it's knowing what you need to respect and, and keep within the relationship and that building that trust will help. Um, so it's, it's a two way street that one, the person, um, is honest and, and, uh, talks openly, but then the second person respects it and um, understands that there's a trust there that, that shouldn't be broken. This is very true, but to help me out a little bit here, you don't tell me that it's stuff that I need to keep in the house. So <laughs> I think it's a free-for-all. So I think it's funny stories, and then I just share them, and then all of a sudden I get the look of death, and then that's when I realize, whoops, that was one of those things I shouldn't have said anything. But all is good, folks. We learn as we go. And the last tip is ask for what you need. So this is a really good one. So sometimes it's not about like when you share something with somebody, it's not about fixing like you're not telling them so that they can fix the problem or so that they can solve it. Uh, it's more about the connection part. Uh, it's not about, re you know, a resolution like here. I'm telling you this because I need you to find a solution. It's more of just to build the connection with you that I'm sharing, you know, whatever it is. Um, and I think for the person who's listening, especially if you're a fixer, like if you love problem solving and fixing, which I think you are, it's really hard to share. So then like for myself, I'll keep information or things that are bothering me because I know that once I tell you, you turn into like the research Google King. <laughs> Yeah, this is true. I like to try and solve problems. And, and um, you know, I have got crazy Nancy out of, you know, out of herself because she screams and shouts at me when she just wants to share something and doesn't want me to resolve it straight away. She just wants me to listen. So that, that's definitely something I've, uh, I've learned over time. So that's something. So I'm going to end with just a question for you. At what point in the relationship, now today is Valentine's Day, so I will say on Valentine's Day that our first year when we were in New York, um, I think that was probably one of the harder, we had a lot more fun 
because then it's like the walls were down. Like, I feel like you get to enjoy. We had already said I love you, right? Yes. Which, by the way, Matthew said first. Just had to throw it out there. (laughs) Props to you, babe. Um, That was something that it made celebrating love a lot easier and handling the vulnerability um, and and the intimacy as far as the connection. The conversations that we had um, from the very beginning kind of set the stage for the relationship. And that was like from the beginning, we were both very, very clear on what we wanted and what we were looking for in a relationship. And that really helped kind of set the stage on, on the type of conversations that led after that, which was something different that I had never done before. I think before it was always like, I'll just say what I think they want me to say. And then that way, you know, or I'll pretend like I'm this strong superwoman that never needs anything. And then they'll love that. And that wasn't the case. I think with you, that was the one thing that I learned um, that I could share as a tip is set the stage from the beginning. And if you already are in a relationship, have that conversation with your partner and check in because I think after, you know, after a while, uh, you know, your, your, your visions may change. And so that's something that it's really nice that I think was one of the very first questions that you asked me that I thought, wow, I have never had a guy that I'm dating ask me that question, which is what is your vision? Like, what is it that you want for your life, um, for yourself, for like you in a relationship, like as in a family? And you really asked me those questions. And I, you know, I didn't, I couldn't like lie about it. It was just, it felt so nice to just share it. And that was something that I think set the stage for like the rest of the relationship because it wasn't like these surface conversations. It really, truly was about connection. Yeah, and we had more on the line though, right? Because well, I say more on the line, but uh, living a uh, 16-hour flight away from each other and, and all the rest of it, uh, and one of us going to have to give up everything to move e- e- either way, it was important to understand if what we wanted out of life aligned. Because if it didn't, it's better to find out very early so we, we don't put the other person in a position where they um, quit everything and, and, it, and it doesn't necessarily work out when, when we could have just asked the questions at the start. Um, so that's, yeah, that's that's kind of where what, what drove that or where that came from. But um, in terms of the conversations and, and New York and everything, yeah, it, it, but it was... Um, I think it's very, it, it was easier this time around because one, we're both, you know, we're both in our mid thirties at that point. So we, we have a <laughs> Age bit. Age has nothing to do <laughs> with this. We, we both have a, have a bit more experience in life, I guess, and understand a bit more clearly what we do and don't want. Um, and we created the safe space where we could um, vocalize it in the relationship. But why, why was it important that I said I love you first? Is that, <laughs> is that you not being vulnerable and <laughs> a little bit of your ego coming in there? Obviously. <laughs> yes, that was a, I think it, it goes back to roles, you know, like when my mom would say, don't, you cannot call a boy. Like he has to call first or he has to show interest first. And then you can, you know, I think that was obviously playing in the background. Um, but yeah. 
I think roles actually something we haven't mentioned is very very important probably to if we're wrapping up here but um, as a man if you aren't the protector or the provider etc um, or, or whatever role you have in your head as being a man and then you have to be vulnerable and share 50% of the baggage or the you know whatever it is with your partner um, maybe that goes against the construct in your head of, of what it looks like to be a man so maybe then you don't want to be vulnerable and that impacts you and I think from the, the the other side from the female's perspective I guess it's receiving any vulnerability that you get from your partner again using the male and female relationship dynamic um, and how you treat that if if I tell you I'm scared of a horror movie and you mock me, um, which you which, which you I do, do. <laughs> which you do continually, but I'm not really scared. Um, <laughs> but um, no, if if you if you give some information that one could be used against you, um, and two shows your vulnerability, so now all of a sudden you're not this big strong man or the the role that you envisaged yourself playing in the relationship. Um, you won't be vulnerable again because if it's used against you, you, you and it, it then um, impacts that your view of the world, my view of the world is a man is this in the relationship. Now, if you don't let me be this, then I, well, I can't be in the relationship. You know, you create arguments and all the rest of it. So the roles have to be, uh, you have to be sensitive towards them. It's not that they have to be, you know, they have to be fluid because at some stage you, as a man, you can't, you need to break out of that uh, toxic masculinity and and the such um but again it might take time so you need the support and and the understanding of your partner as you may go through that journey because that's i think that's a lot of it and that's probably why my ego and and everything else got in the way previously and and why it didn't because I, I had a lot of learning to do and a lot of experience to gain before i got there and the right partner helped go through the end of that that journey to a point where I, I could speak openly and feel safe in the relationship. But I think that also has to do with the title. Like for example, that you're, as you were saying that I'm like, wait a minute, women go through that as well because for example, I'll give my own example. And I know a lot of other women and clients have gone through this is when you are labeled the independent woman, um, you have more of a, a male energy you know what I mean? Like instead of being the feminine, typical, you know, the way that a woman is supposed to be, like I took on a, ve a very male dominant energy where I could def, I was like, no way do I need to be vulnerable. Like, uh-uh, because -uh, he's going to hurt me and I will not allow that. And that was like, so I think for a lot of women that fall into that, um, again, the role, the title, whatever that is, is, is letting go of all of that. And the whole point of all of that is both of you putting the ego to the side, the titles and, and, and the, you know, the I am this and I'm not that, putting it to the side and then being able to just be you at the end of the day. Yeah, and that, yeah that's it. And that's um, if you feel the support and you feel the safety to do that, that's, what, that's, that's when. But also you need, to, you need to be going into a relationship or um, in the relationship, be given the space to figure out who you are, because a lot of people don't get that. And I, and I go back to 
our age, like the maturity, the the you know the age and everything. That's and also as you say, you, you your coach. I had a coach. I had a counselor um, for many years, and still still do. Um, without that, we probably wouldn't have got to the healthy position we're currently in. Agreed. So, all right, guys, we're wrapping up here. Hopefully the tips were helpful in some way, shape or form. And even just the stories where you may be able to resonate with, uh, with some of it. Uh, but if not share with us your stories, I think I would love to hear what other people are experiencing as far as what they think about vulnerability and intimacy in relationships. But we will see you guys in the next episode. We're actually wrapping up on the relationship series here a few more episodes and we're finished. So uh, it's like bittersweet. We're like past the halfway mark. Uh, but listen in. Let us know any feedback. Um, if there's any topics that you guys want to cover, definitely let us know. Keep us posted. Share any of this info. And we will see you guys later. Mm-hmm.